like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Nader Malawi on the line, and he is the founder over at Engineer Your Mission. Uh, Nader, welcome to the show. Adam, thanks for having me. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Engineer Your Mission and how you're helping your clients. But before we do that, let's get a little bit further into your background. So how did you get started in your career and in business? Uh, I started to become an engineer, <laughs> although I don't work as an engineer today. But I grew up in a family of engineers, and life and career was kind of set for me a long time ago. Mm -hmm. So I ended up uh, going to technical college, you know, engineering school. Four years later, graduated with a bachelor's degree in electronics engineering, and I spent about three years working in the telecommunications sector. So doing a lot of cool, nerdy stuff you know, that, I, that I wanted to do. Uh, uh, I actually started when Apple uh, released the first version of iPhone in 2007. That's when I graduated and got my first job. So it was really cool to really work with overcoming data products of the communication, voice and data communication products on the Apple network throughout North America. That's, that's how I kind of started. But uh, long story short, three years later, I had made it through the 2008-2009 recession and didn't really enjoy what I was doing. The technical industry wasn't really doing it for me. So I accidentally fell into the recruitment and uh, human resources field. <laughs> I went to the black and the dark side, <laughs> right? And uh, I actually really loved it. I fell in love with, uh, you know, how companies grew their workforce and how they hired, you know, engineers in this case, people that I related to, people that, you know, I totally understood. So uh, that allowed me to really become successful, bringing the two sides together, employers and engineers who were looking for career opportunities and, you know, be that middleman, <laughs> you know, creating some uh, some success stories. Man, that's awesome. Um, I, I love this story. And what I like about it is, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are just like you. So, I mean, they went to school, they had a very technical background, whether it's engineering, it could be law, it could be a lot of different things that you have to go to school. And you're pretty technical and you, you feel like you have to go one path, um, but maybe you have a pivot in there. Maybe you start a business, maybe you do some other things. And so that being said, um, obviously, we all learn from the ups, the downs, the sideways, everything in between. Um, what kind of advice would you give to that, you know, that highly technical person out there that's considering a pivot, whether it's starting a business, whether it's doing something that's maybe um, that maybe they weren't supposed to do? You come from a family of engineers. I can't. I don't know if they were like everybody was excited. They're like, wait a minute, you're not going to be an engineer? <laughs> I'm sure you got a little <laughs> bit of. I'm sure you got a little bit of pressure on that one. Um, um, so, what kind of advice would you give to that person out there that's maybe in that similar situation and thinking? about pivoting great question talk to the right person but and talk to the right person and don't take anybody's advice especially don't take you know that I don't want to say a random person's advice because that random person could be your best friend could be a colleague could be a family mm -hmm. member could be your spouse but if they're not an expert at what you were pursuing to do don't take their advice 
You know, I wouldn't ask them neither, you know, because sometimes we give obligations to, to our loved ones and just for the sake of making us feel better, they'll give us the type of advice to just simply make us feel better, you know, and we fall into that the happy feeling of, uh, you know, okay, that makes me feel nice, gives me that fuzzy feeling in my stomach, so I'll accept it and I'll move on, you know, being unhappy for another two months or not knowing what am I really going to do, what, you know. What's next for me, especially this time of the year, you know, as we go into a new year, new decade, it's we always thinking about, you know, am I really doing what I'm supposed to be doing? So if you find yourself at that area, at that pivotal point, I'd say speak with a leader, with, let's say, a hiring manager, a, a true influencer, a senior person that works in the type of company or the type of industry that you want to pivot to. You know, that that would be my number one. So get the right person and speak to them. This can be a phone conversation. It can be a face-to-face meeting, but it should be a live conversation between two people. No, I love this advice. You got you got to get information from people that are exactly what you want to be. And I, sometimes I do speaking engagements, and I, I remember being in front of a big audience, and I'm telling them, uh, you know, I was in front of a college crowd. I don't remember which college at the moment, but and I'm and I'm asking them, you know, who want like, uh, you know, that I basically tell them that your mom's maybe not your best, uh, you're not your best advice unless she does what you want to do. So if you want to be a doctor and your mom's a doctor, great, go to mom. If you don't want to be, if you, if you want to be uh, X Y Z and you, and you ask your mom for advice or your dad or your uncle or somebody else that hasn't done that exact same industry and done that exact same thing that you want to do, um, there's people out there that do. And it's not that they don't love you, it's just that they're going to give advice from their perspective, which may not be correct. Um, and they may not know it. You know, uh, good intentions can uh, can steer people in the wrong direction. So I, I love your advice there, Nader. Um, let's, uh, let's switch it up a bit. I want to get into what you're doing over at Engineer Your Mission. So first, uh, tell us a little bit more about the business, please. Well, we help engineers or job seekers successfully make career transitions without having to just waste a lot of time applying to online applications or, or sending out hundreds of resumes. You know, so how I how I developed this this system over the last nine years really started with me joining the recruitment industry and really learning what companies do to hire. So what are the standard operating procedures in a human resources or a talent acquisition or a staffing recruitment firm in order to as fast as possible, most efficiently and most effectively find the right person, hire them, bring them on board, that person starts working. And that process is very different than the average, if you ask the average person, what do you do to look for a job? You know, those answers are completely misaligned because, you know, everyone, including me, I was in the same boat, but still to this day, we're all brainwashed to think that the best way to apply for a job, to look for a new job is to, you know, find an advertisement and send an application in or attach a resume in. Although, that is primarily one of the lowest effective it's if you look at companies online websites like their career websites or their job boards the level of effectiveness that they get from filling positions through those sources is on the bottom of off bottom of the list one of the least effective ways to hire for them uh, and one of the most expensive because they have to pay for those advertisements you know and on the flip chart, on the flip side of the chart, if you look at the most effective hiring strategy, it, it comes through internal referrals and 
especially ones that are initiated by a hiring manager. You know, so if you look at some of the data, and the data that I'm referring to right now, I actually got it up for our conversation. This is called, this is a 2019 recruitment market report by a company called Jobbyte. I love Jobbyte. I've been getting their data and also LinkedIn data for several years, nearly a decade. And just really understanding what data, you know, what data means and how we can optimize it and use it to our advantage. So instead of applying to a ton of jobs online and wasting time, really playing into the employer's hands, playing into their process, we want to approach it differently so we can get the interviews faster, get hired faster. Are there any kind of um, trends that you're noticing uh, in hiring from your vantage point? Because you've been in the field for a long time now, and you have a pretty specific niche. Um, any kind of trends you're noticing? 100%. So social media, hiring through social media keeps rising and rising. You know, companies get better at it. Uh, on top of that, social media platforms, uh, LinkedIn, for hiring and getting hired, you, you must be on LinkedIn. You know, it is so much more powerful than having a resume nowadays. Um, that's that's the message that I keep pushing, you know, because, again, the common advice that we get from the not experienced person would be to just go to our company website and apply. Or if you see an ad, you know, look through Google.com, <laughs> look for the job you want, and whatever Google shows you, apply to that. Uh, those are believed to be the most effective, or that's where most people spend time. But uh, the trends are really inside social media and through social networks and creating those one-on-one human-to-human connections. Man, I love that. And it, to me, it, to me, it's pretty obvious, but you're right. I think I still have people that are going to the main search engines or other things, and then also people that just haven't built out their uh, LinkedIn account, which to me blows my mind. I mean, when I think about... Some of the um, things I've done, I mean, I've been as far away as China on a speaking tour based off of somebody finding me on LinkedIn, literally cold. Um, all these things, so it doesn't matter what your business is. I mean, if you have a skill, if you have something that you're, um, that you're um, you know, you want to do in your life in terms of careers, entrepreneur, career guy, whatever you want to call yourself, um, really, you got to have a good LinkedIn profile. Um, any kind of tips to like that? To, and I know that, you're, you know, um, when you're walking – your, or excuse me, when, when you're walking through kind of getting an applicant um, up to par to present them, are there any kind of tips that you give to your applicants that maybe some people listening might benefit from? Absolutely. And number one, also is the number one mistake that everyone makes, is to not have any activity on LinkedIn. So they build up their profile, but it's a static profile. So they're not engaging with the, with the network. They're not doing any likes, any comments, any shares. So uh, naturally, your you know your your value, your positioning in the LinkedIn network drops significantly or stays down, you know, for a very long time. But as soon as we begin to engage with the network, really get into the likes, comments, shares, hashtags, pages, groups. There's so much we can do. Uh, write an article. Do the even if you do the bare minimum. It allows your positioning and ranking to go up, and uh, ultimately you'll be found more. When recruiters are searching for you with your skill set, if you're a software developer, they're typing software developer and certain technologies, if you have those keywords but your ranking is really low, you're going to end up in search results, but on page 78, (laughs) on page 100. So it doesn't really matter because no one will end up seeing you, but 
if you just start engaging with LinkedIn network and put yourself out there for lack of a better term, give it, you know, consistently do it for two to four weeks, you'll notice significant results in terms of how much more people are reaching out to you, they're noticing you, and they, they see this value there. That's awesome. Uh, so, Nader, if somebody is listening to this and they want more information uh, or to connect with you, uh, what's the best way for them to do that? The best way would be to connect with me directly on LinkedIn. So if you search for my name on LinkedIn or engineer your mission on LinkedIn, you'll definitely find us. You'll you'll receive our content. We can engage. You know, since we're talking about engagement and using the network, uh, otherwise engineeryourmission.com would be the second best. Perfect. Well, Nader, really appreciate you uh, coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and uh, all the great work that you're doing over at Engineer Your Mission. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes Store, um, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Nader, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you.